saying that uh, you might be able to bring him back for once, but if the core value itself was messed up, he's not going to stick around. That's right. But uh, normally, of of installs, and I don't know if you uh, get able to share this number in some sense, but of all the app installs, there are a bunch of people who never onboarded. Never really finished the KYC. Maybe they installed the app. Maybe they still have that app lying on their phones. Of all the people who were onboarded, uh, not all of them obviously activated. Uh, a usually healthy percentage of these guys ends up not being activated, and they still. Uh, you don't really need to know why they came in to begin with if they did not yeah, have to even put right, money into that account, right? Right. Right. So that's kind of where there's a large pool of dead, semi-dead, uncertainly what to do with users, and to get these guys to engage might still be cheaper than getting completely new installs. Or uh, at least getting value. Do you see this in that light? So I think from that point of view, and if we look at people who have gone inactive, right? There can be people who have consciously explored the app and realized that this is not going to give me give me value or sure. what I'm going to see. Yeah, but how do you do this from data? You know, subjectively this makes sense. It's logical, but yeah, uh, they yeah. have not opened the app in the last thirty days. Yeah. Maybe they have money lying in the account. Maybe they don't have money lying in the account. Correct. Both correct. Both of these are different scenarios and different kind of possible hypotheses. I think we build out of it. As a structural approach to this, what would your take be? Okay, let's talk about inactive users, huh. right? And inactive users, and we can we can break it down into broadly three buckets. One bucket is people who never activated, sure. right? Second is the dormant bucket, wherein we are saying that these people activated, they engaged to a fair extent, but then they went inactive. Sure. And there can be separate reasons for them going inactive. Hmm. And the last piece is that they have been dormant for a very long period of time, basically a churned user. Sure. Well, and these users are not going to come back to us, depending irrespective of whatever mm. we, we are going to do. Mm. Now, and is there a time uh, window to it? Is that all you define as a churn? Is there any other metric that you will also add to it? Uh, I think from a churn perspective, it's 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 we we'll have to look at our data and sort of map in terms of people who have been dormant for a, for a, for for different time frames. Mm. What is the propensity for them to come back? Sure. So after a. Let's say after nine months, the chances they'll come back is less than nine percent. So you'll call yeah, them short. Yeah, correct. But, so I was adding the variables to it in terms of uh, would you say that somebody with an account balance of below X and seven months since last transaction is is there any other variable apart from time? Uh, so along with time, um, and in fact, let me add one more yeah. aspect to it. Mm -hmm. And I think since we're since we're on this on this topic of resurrection, I think uh, a lot of times we start getting signal that the user is going to. Uh, become dormant, <laughs> yeah, propensity to churn sure. early on. So, for mm -hmm. example, if somebody has tried to reach out to the customer support couple of times in the last, in, in let's say the last one week or two uh -huh. weeks or whatever, and their query is still not resolved, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a strong signal that the user may want to uh, disqualify. Very interesting. So, you're actually listening into customer support, pura pura kahani, yeah. and bringing them yeah. to your growth element. Correct. As well. Correct. It's a piece most people miss. Yeah. So, Which I think it's so weird, no? But it's so intuitive that. If somebody and you know, I've had fairly straightforward experiences where I've made a fairly large transaction on a platform only to cancel it six hours later because nobody would get back to me on support. That's right. Like, dude, that's stupid. Correct, correct. But that's the reality of a lot yeah, of companies. Yeah, yeah. So you're very conscious that you yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. listen Definitely. into that customer. Yeah, yeah. So in fact, those signals keep coming. So for example, if let's say somebody has made a transaction but the transaction is not reflecting on the app, right? That sure. could be uh, one of the possible scenarios. Now, for a user, it's their money, right? It's not course, it's the technicalities that have gone behind to care. move that money around, but it's about that money reflecting mm. on the app, right? If 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 it's a, that has become their query, and it's not resolved timely, it will lead to their churn. So some sure. of these signals could come even early on. Agreed. So in fact, one is that when these things are happening, how do we sort of track it and arrest them right there and then? To begin with the data integration, so you know your whatever ticketing system data has to come into your yes. dashboards that you're tracking, Correct. where the signals get concerned. Correct. Yeah. So you know the gold standard of this was an example. I was living in Berlin and then I had uh, just casually tried Amazon Prime. I put the card and some seventy nine dollars was the expected fees or euros in fact. 
I forgot about it. I didn't really try that much. And eventually, uh, at one day, I got an SMS that this transaction has been made on your card. Okay, so I was alarmed that I'm not using it. Why should I pay those $80? So I went to Amazon.de at that time and logged in, browsed around. I made some three or four clicks. And uh, there was a little uh, button there. Is this about the $70 charge on your card? They knew that this has happened yesterday. There's yeah. a good chance yeah. I'm going to come back, look That's for this right. button. Yeah. And I pressed that button. They told me that, okay, we can see that you've not made any transactions using this Prime membership. And uh, we're sad to see you go, but if you want the money back, just click here. No conversation needed, no customer care escalation, right. no uh, right. anything. But this whole thing was so smooth. Yeah, so that yeah. automatically, one, improved the trust with the platform, two, prevented a lot of hassle from me in that That's sense, right. right? That's and right. And what you're hinting at is kind of similar that if the customer is behaving in a certain fashion because of something not working or mm, something not mm. going as per expectations, you have to proactively preempt them from uh, a negative correct. experience. Correct. Very interesting, but this would have manifestations <laughs> across a lot of aspects of the org, right? That's because if right. that transaction was made and not really close, yeah, yeah. there should be somebody somewhere solving that problem as right. while you're dealing with the customer's satisfaction correct, as well. Correct, correct, correct. If you can zoom into this, I'd love to. Um, so I think I can talk about two interesting things that we are doing here. Yeah. One is uh, we have a daily report that comes in with respect to uh, the entire customer uh, experience, right? Where right from tracking like numbers like NPS or CSAT, we also look at top five queries that we received and uh, amongst those top five queries, um, what were the top buckets in which we received the queries, right? That is basically an information feedback for the respective product teams to be able to understand that what are the major problems the user is facing at a product sure. level. So that I think informs the entire team as to how they're faring from a customer experience point of view sure. and not just from metric mm. point of view. So that's one thing that we do. The other thing that, that, uh, that I think the customer support, the customer experience team rather is trying to do is they work very closely with the engineering team mm. on resolution of these tickets. Sure. I think they have put together a very elaborate process. I think uh, for so that we want our customer experience things, head to uh, sort yeah. of elaborate on that. But I think they've, they've worked a lot on sort of solving with the product and the engineering team to be able to solve those queries as fast yeah, so as possible. The TAT on supply, uh, the tickets is pretty uh, clearly addressed. Yeah, what yeah. I was trying to zoom into was the growth team's window into this whole play because if that guy just raised a ticket which is still under resolution, yeah. maybe some things will resolve in hours and that will be a good scenario. Maybe some things will take a little longer because it's technical. Yes, you can't necessarily yes. commit to having a 2 hour TAT. Right. So when the guy is in this process of uh, getting his situation resolved, from a growth communication and nudges perspective slash product experience perspective, you're cognizant of this. To That's a fair extent at this point in time, uh, at least, for example, something that that, that happened regularly, unfortunately, mm. are downturns on the sure, platform, right? Happens. As in when they happen, it's, it's, it's one of our primary responsibilities to let the user know that, hey, there's a downturn that has happened. Sure. Right? Or keep the user informed of, of whatever query that they're facing on the platform. That, mm. is, that is one aspect to it. Second aspect to it is that right now we are still at an L0 level where we get those queries. Uh, we know that they're under resolution, but let's say we are not proactively working from a growth aspect side of things. Mm. And that's definitely an area for us to explore. Sure, it's a to-do item. Yeah. But you're yeah. conscious of it that this is something you want to add. You know, for example, because a lot of people do these feedback exercises. If somebody's uh, got a product, they'll send you a 10 point scale that rate us from one to 10. If this guy gives you one, the story ends there. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. give you a one, do something about it. But Correct. that's kind of not where most systems tend to be talking that's right. to each other. That's right. And this that's is what right. amazes me that if you're asking for that as a feedback, this is a user attribute information for me to now have in my CRM that this guy rated me one last time. Yes. There's a good chance he'd either badmouth me or churn or whatever. Yes. So I have to make it up to him in my that's marketing right. communication. That's right. Yes. I can't say that you've had a bad experience, but here, here's a $20 uh, discount and 
as if nothing happened yeah 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 and that's Correct. a piece people seem to miss at a very a core level of integrating data from the crm ticketing systems to the crm communication systems correct correct interesting correct. in fact exactly on that note in the middle of a conversation we also spoke, spoke about user research right sure. so you one is that you put elaborate efforts but the users who at least were reaching out to you and are upfront telling you about oh, the experience yes. that they they are uh, undergoing it's an opportunity for you to solve arrest the uh, uh, dormancy of that user right right there and then at the same time solve for potential users who may face that same kind of an experience then i think it all the make all the more so makes sense so that's kind of where uh, i find the banking industry war rooms very interesting so if you have a you know slightly dodgy transaction on your card matter of seconds you get a call that you know uh, call right. from the bank that's and right. able to do yes. it yes. so the scale at which these guys operate to have a kind of good model on that's what right. needs to be surface is very powerful and i would imagine uh, for any serious consumer app if there are expecting transactions of a decent size especially in the banking system It's pretty like a war room, right? If you have a product funnel and people are struggling at a certain point, you could do that in-app nudge in the product itself, which is probably going to solve it. But if I was going to make a transaction of three lakhs and I'm trying to send money to somebody, and if it's getting stuck, I better get a better reaction than <laughs> yeah, that little nudge, right. right? That's right. So that uh, the whole system of user experience in the product and then the corresponding communication play, whether it's a call being made or an email being sent or a WhatsApp being sent, hey, you're struggling, a live chat session being uh, initiated. Yeah. Multiple things can happen. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. Yeah, quite yeah. fascinating. Just, just one anecdote I want to share yeah. with you, exactly on that note, and how we brought Jitain also a couple of times sure. in the conversation. I still remember there was one uh, OKR planning meeting that we had, and uh, in that the customer support team sort of uh, uh, scoped out different asks they had from product and engineering teams, and they were of course. Uh, follow up questions around how important these problems are help, help us prioritize right? so because engineering is always a stuck bandwidth right but i loved how my customer experience team responded and mm. they said hey it's a user's money stuck right it is the most important thing in their life so don't i think prioritization from a company perspective maybe a wrong metric to look at it mm. and uh, what we really need to think is how do we solve the anxiety of that user irrespective of in our priority sure. list of things where does it fall and, and i think well engineering will do what he'll do the communication team can still start to play a role to say that hey we understand this has happened and yeah. we will figure out a way to solve it and yeah. that's why kind of chatbots and all those automated communications to me seem like the interim solution so to speak because you know technology is technology it will have yeah. a share of glitches yeah. every once in a while yeah. but yeah. if you don't comfort the user right then yes. like you know there was this app which i was supposed to install uh, my one of the car rental companies The app just won't let me log in, yeah. and this is after <laughs> three car bookings I've made in the last twenty yeah. minutes for a fairly large sum of money. Correct. And if I'm able to unlock the car using the app, uh, without the app I can't do it. The app just won't install. Yeah. So what would I do as a user? Yeah. Nobody called, nobody cared. I tried to write to somebody, didn't happen. The next two hours I cancelled all these bookings that's and right. moved to another company. That's right. Yeah. So it was a seriously large money transaction, but that's kind of what amazes me about how uh, good attention to these little details can actually make a meaningful difference to the user That's experience right. yes. and translate into loyalty yeah. on that note thank you so much for doing this abhishek it's been a very interesting conversation we've touched upon a fairly large variety of things yeah. i hope this was interesting for you as well Definitely. thank you so much thank you so much ankur <laughs>